This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself. Yes, my Worship is more than singing. Hallelujah. You know the scripture that says, I will enter his gate with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his court with praise. There is where praise can lead you to. But then at the end of the praise, that's where worship begins. You enter his gate with thanksgiving, his court with praise. But when you see him, you fall down in worship. Praise can take you into the gates. Thanksgiving can take you into the courts. But it's only when you see the king that you can truly worship. When I see you, when I see you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's read just one place to start with Exodus 24 this morning. We began talking about worship last week. Today we are looking at protocols of worship. Hallelujah. Just go back to some of the things we said last week, which I can't go into. My time is so <laughs> limited this morning. Already, you know, we, we said a lot last week. Something that moves God and moves Satan, why they both want worship. Worship is very important to them. To the extent that both of them are willing to give out the entire world unusual blessing to a worshiper. The Bible says God is a spirit and those who worship him. And the Bible says that the father is seeking such to worship him. He's looking. That was sick. He's diligently searching. Diligently looking for worshipers. And of course we look at the temptation of Jesus. When Lucifer said to, when Satan said to Jesus, if you fall down worship me, I will give you the whole world. And then why worship? So Exodus 24. I want to so we, we've been able to establish last week that worship is very important to God and very important to Satan. Exodus 24 verse 1. And the Lord said to Moses, Come up unto the Lord, thou and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and seventy elders of Israel and worship ye afar off. I don't want to worship from afar. Draw me near. So where you are. Number one, they were not allowed to worship at the valley. They were summoned to come. Even up there, God was telling them that there are dimensions here. You can worship from afar. I'm not yet to ask you to come near. Mm. What is the meaning of worship? Remember, we stop at Abraham. The first time worship is used, that time in the Bible. Abraham said, Genesis 22, I and the Lord will go and worship and come back. The first one. Now, just like here again, Abraham too journeyed away from Sarah, from everybody. And when he got to the cliff, the bottom of the mountain, or the, the, the valley, the, the, uh, when he was about to start climbing, he said to his servants, you cannot go past this level. You are all up to stay here because I and Isaac are going up to worship 
and will come back. So it looks like there is something about something very consistent with worship. It's like it's done alone away from everybody. That's the first thing you will observe. God bless you. Can have your seat. Thank you. Hallelujah. Worship is all I'll do when I see you face to face. And I better start it now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? There are things, some very deep things I want us to consider this morning. Of course, we'll just take a little, some little steps also more this morning. And then we'll continue next week. Hallelujah. Exodus 34. Exodus 34. Remember, number one, a journey away from everybody. Let's start from number seven. So the Lord said to Moses, or let's start, okay, let, let's read from that verse one. And then I'll ask you to skip somewhere. The Lord said to Moses, Heal two tables of stone like unto the first, and I will write upon these tables the water were in the first one, which thou breakest. God told him that well. The first tablet God manufactured by himself. Being the Almighty, he produced it, he wrote, and he gave Moses. Then Moses broke it when he was angry. And God said, Use your own hand <laughs> to cut the second stone. Maybe that one will let you know that you don't just break. So you bring the tablet, I'm only write on it, but I'm not going to cut it for you this time around. Be ready in the morning and come up in the morning unto Mount Sinai and present yourself dear to me in the top of the mouth. Next verse. No man shall come with thee. Neither let any man be seen throughout all the mounts. Neither let the flocks or the eggs before the mounts. <laughs> and he healed two tables and then he went up. Let's start from verse 6 now. And the Lord passed by him. So Moses got to the mountain and he stood. Should I say this now or? When we sing songs that we call worship song, they are not yet worship. They are supposed to lead us into worship. Songs, prayers, and message, more messages, they are gates that you pass through. The essence of those gates is to be able to see the king because nobody actually worships without seeing him. The, the Lord says something which I might say at the end or say now. I'm doing, I'm just listen. Many times after those songs, you are just about to be called in to face the king, and that is where many go away and stop. You are coming to someone's premises to see the person. You have entered the gate through praise. That doesn't mean you have seen the person. Almost everyone here, you have houses. If I've entered your gate, does not mean I've seen you. After your gate is your door. After your door is your living room. When we sit down your living room, I just have to come out from your bedroom. God did something to Moses in that first place we read, that Exodus chapter 24. Uh, before we read this one further, let's go back to that. And I want to show you something from there. So, next verse. Moses, and the Lord said, Moses alone shall come nigh. He said, the rest of you worship from afar. Only Moses should come close. 
But they shall not come near. Neither shall the people go up with him. Next verse. Moses came and told the people. Next verse. And Moses wrote the word. Next verse. Just go down where the elders went to the mountain. And then something happened on the mountain. Then they went up the 70 of them with Nadab, Abihu, and Aaron. Verse, verse 10. And they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone. And as it were, the body of heaven in his cleanliness. Next verse. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also they saw God, and they did eat and drink. Did they really see God? <laughs> Amen. Next verse, we let you know what happened. And the Lord said to Moses, come up to me into the mountain and be there and I will give you next verse and Moses rose up and his minister Joshua and went up into the mount of God next verse and he said to the elders you guys wait here until we come again to you if you have any problem talk to Aaron and Hall next verse and Moses went up in the mountain and a cloud covered the mount next verse and the glory of the Lord abound upon Mount Sinai and covered the six days. And the seventh day, he called Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Who did the rest see? <laughs> Let me paint a better picture of what happened here. They got to a play. They saw someone who sat on a throne. And the Bible said everything under it was clear, like crystal clear. And then they saw a paved walk and the Bible said it didn't touch them because normally he said nobody can see me and die. So they were there looking. And they brought out food. Chinese rice and chicken. And began to celebrate. But Moses knew that they didn't see anything. They saw the, a form of God but not God. As they were eating, all of a sudden there was a voice from above again. Now there was somebody sitting before them. But there was a voice from above. Moses, come up and the rest are not to come with you. Then they will begin to know that, hey, what are we seeing? Then Moses began to climb onto a place where cloud covered him and the rest can't see him again. They could not. They only saw cloud. Then even in the midst of the cloud, Moses waited six days. And on the seventh day, God said, okay, did you get that? I don't want to worship from afar. When you begin to pray, when you begin to sing at times, many times when you start feeling the presence in worship, you are just at that place where the, 20, the 70 elders were. This is where most Christians stop. First thing you will notice, all of them were eating, they didn't fall on their faces. They never saw God. I'm going to take you through a journey of scriptures now. Everyone that saw him fell down on their faces. That is one of the protocols of worship. You cannot worship standing looking at him. There is a posture that comes with worship. There are three of them. Number one, you have to ascend. Number two, you have to fall down. Number three actually comes first when you see him before you fall. Number three, which I will call number one, is that you have to remove your shoes. And I will explain what are these three things. Maybe next week proper, 
But let's just look at them a little. So when they did that, God called Moses up. Now, part of what happened up is what we also in, in Exodus 34 now. Now, let's read 34. And let's start from that verse 6 where we stopped the other time. Are you following me, church? I need to be know that I need to know everybody's alive. Are we following me? Now, the Lord passed by him. So Moses was standing when God said, Bring the stone and stand and proclaim. He just started hearing somebody saying, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long suffering, abundant in goodness and in truth, showing mercy to thousands, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. By no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the third and the fourth generation. In old covenant, anytime God showed up, there seemed to be a voice shouting this thing. Lord, Lord, God. When Moses ended, the next verse. And Moses made haste and bowed his head towards the earth and worshipped. Remember, the Lord told those 70 guys to worship. He gave them a blank check and offered to worship. Instead of worshipping, they were hitting. <laughs> there is a longing only you can you know that song take me deeper deeper in love with you Moses made haste and bowed his head towards the earth and worship Exodus chapter 3 Exodus 3 Let's start from Maram. So Moses was, he got to Mount Oreb, the mountain of the Lord. Next verse. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Next verse. And Moses said, I will not now turn aside and see this great sight. And why the bush is not burned. Next verse. Next verse. And when the Lord saw, now, the beginning started saying that an angel. No, God, it was not an angel. It was God himself. When Lord saw that he talked, God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Next verse. And he said, draw not nigh. Put up thy shoes, all from thy feet. For the place where you are standing is only why I am there. Next verse. And moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob and Moses in the face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Next verse. And the Lord said, I am. <laughs> when he said that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or God just went this way and went down. Joshua chapter 5, verse 14. Remember, as he were about to conquer Jericho, something happened here also. Let's start from verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was standing by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. When Joshua was afar off, the guy looked like a man. But when he came close, Joshua went to him and he said, even challenge the guy, are you for us or you are for our enemies? As we were about to enter Jericho, he just saw somebody with a sword and he knew he was not one of their own soldiers. So Joshua went, left the rest behind. He matched up the guy and said, excuse me, are you for Jericho or for, you, for us? And the guy answered and said, no, I'm neither for you nor for Jericho. But as the captain of the host of the Lord, I am come now. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth 
and did worship. And he said, what said my Lord to his servant? Mm. Hallelujah. I, angels on assignment, the man that wrote it, when the angels visited him, those things happened for real. But he mentioned this angel, he called him Sioni or Crioni or something like that. That became a subject of debate. Because two things are here. Number one, no angel in the Bible accepted worship from man. So this could not have been an angel. That name, Commander of the Lord's Army, it's also one of the titles of Jesus. He is the Lord of hosts. So could it be the Holy Ghost who was called the angel of his presence? He was the one that God said to the Israelites when they anointed him. Ah, he said, my angel will go with you. He said, don't anoint him for he will not pardon your transgression. That wasn't an angel. Because Jesus later said that they sinned against the Father will be forgiven against the Son, but against the Holy Spirit. He's the only one that you dare not sin against. Because of the word angel, which means messenger of his presence. So, who actually appeared to Joshua? Joshua was a mighty Lord who had the anointing he received from Moses. Joshua was never to bow to any man or any angel. Angels will not. The one that took John around heaven, probably not an angel, an elder that took John around because he didn't say it was an angel. In Revelation 19 verse 10, when Joshua, when John wanted to worship, he said, see that you don't do it. That was not even, an, that was somebody more rank than angel that was given by God authority to take John around heaven. When John saw everything in the book of Revelation, he said, and I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said to me, See that thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant of thy brethren, which are the testimony of Jesus. This must be what they call the spirit of just men made perfect. One of the saints that must have lived in the Old Testament or one of the martyrs that died in the New Testament. Because he said that the testimony of Jesus, I am your fellow servant. Angels don't have the testimony of Jesus. The blood was not shed for them. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So, the one that appeared to Moses, used the word I'm Abraham, God of Abraham. Now, the one that appeared to Joshua. But the common thing, when all of them knew who was talking, they fell down in worship. They did not begin with worship. They began with a journey to somebody. When they met the person, they began to worship. Are you following me? And you are going to see this pattern severally in the Bible. And that one said to Joshua, also, remove your shoe. Why is it always important for God that you remove your shoe? The last place I want us to look at, Genesis chapter 17. Again, God talking to Abraham. Hallelujah. And when Abraham was 90 Nine, nine years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I am the almighty God. In other words, actually, what finally brought Isaac was worship. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Verse 2. I will make my covenant between you and I will multiply you exceedingly. Verse 3. And Abraham fell on his face 
and God thought with him. See, falling on your face is actually, number one, a physical posture. But beyond the physical posture, it's actually a demonstration of the fact that in worship, all of you must go down, all of you must stand. All of you must go down, all of him must stand. This is why it's such a private affair where what you are doing is that you are throwing yourself at the feet of your maker. That outside your maker, you are nobody. The essence of your life is derived. Now, God loves to hear those words. Then your position while doing it must show that you mean those words. Are you with me? Now, this is what I just want to show us today. And I will stop now. Many times, and this is what the Lord said to me or showed me. Many times, many people don't wait enough for the king to show up before they exit and go. Again, I am drumming this in. Many times when we sing, we are just at the gate or at the level of the 70 elders. The Lord is still coming. Like it took him seven days to have Moses to come. We are not saying that you are going to remain on your knees for seven days. This is what the Lord showed me one time. This is what I want to say to you and end this meeting with. See, at times, at times, the ways of man, they are totally different from the way of the Spirit. Many times, you are washing plates or you are moving around the house. You are sweeping. A song is just coming from inside you. You are singing it. If only you sing it for seven more minutes, you will be summoned up. Not that you physically appear in heaven, there is a visitation. Many times we stop. Then we wait till we want to pray in the night. The way all I've shown you here, all, all that we have seen, I've showed everybody, in every instance, it was God that called them up. That means true worship is never initiated by man man can begin to prepare himself along the line they must beckon to you to come what happens in many times we want to tell God when we want to come and even when we are ready before it now says okay come we stop and it has ended many of the meetings that I've seen where people got super soaked in God's presence it took time because you have to wait for the king. How many of you just, did you get what I've just said now? Sometimes you are listening to a message, you are steered. You, are, you begin to pray in tongues. If only you stay a little. But then you look at your time, you have to do something, then you end. Many times, four minutes more, seven minutes more, eleven minutes more, would have made some people to have a spectacular encounter with God that you will never forget for the rest of your life. But time, and schedules. Oh, I have to go and then you leave. Then you come back in the night and start all over again. And even when you start, you still don't wait. It's like digging a well. You don't see water after every 10 meters. Many times, what the Lord is looking for is exactly what the Bible says. Be still and know that I am God. Before a song of prayer will get you to a place of stillness, but it takes time. Except you have been given to this discipline. And you know what? 
you don't get engulfed in his presence until you are still. But for this mind to be still. But many times, God wants to do it for free. When many people wake up at time, the song you start with, it's not your song. It's given to you by the Spirit. It's a code. But usually, we easily have bought this kind of thing. We are more interested in the fasting you are preparing for tomorrow. Then you are ready. You are ready to harass God. That's in part of the meaning of he came unto his own. And his own, many times before you're looking for him, he has come to look for you. It's just that this is the happy way of happening. Oh, they're about to start Inter Milan and Man City. You are planning to watch it in seven minutes, but somehow you are walking from your room to the living room. You are just singing a song. You can sense that this song, the hand of God is upon it. Or you are praying it together, but you have bought it because you want to do something else. In other words, there are catch-up moments. When you miss it, you miss a lot. And you know what? We miss it almost every day. Yes. Go and read stories of supernatural encounters with God. Oh, I was in my room. When T.L. Osborne saw a woman casting out this, some of the while they talk about it till midnight and they fell asleep. When he woke up, Jesus was standing at the door and that was what gave out T.L. Osborne's ministry. So people will talk about it. We say there are at times some conversations. Papa Egi was talking with a pastor and the conversation got so deep, they continue. Till the man's daughter came to the kitchen that daddy, I should have been sleeping by now. And because normally the father will pray for the daughter before sleeping. And she was to go to school the following day. Again, and the man came back from service. Jesus did not appear in the service. They were just talking and talking in the kitchen with a glass of milk in their hand. You know, oh, I hate religion. People have entered into what people seven days dry could not do. They were talking, they just finished dinner. But they were just sharing Bible. And it got so deep, deeper and deeper and deeper. So the girl was peeping in. She didn't, know, she didn't want to be rude. Say, Daddy, Daddy's talking to his friend, so she didn't want to. But later when it was getting to like 11, she said, oh, Dad, you've not prayed with me. And the father said, ah, we are enjoying what he said. You know what? He's not coming to pray with you in your room. Just come here now. Let's all of us pray together. When Egan knelt like just, just standing on the top of the roof. How many great people listening to me? How many great encounters have we missed? You will hear even so like Apostle said that the day just appeared, he wasn't fasting. How many encounters? The Lord told me, He showed me that many times I begin to pull my people, but they are scheduled. They just say, Leave me. I will call you in the night. And even when they call, he's willing to answer, but he's sure that that will take a longer time. The shortest distance to God is when he calls by himself. People, somebody heard audible voice for the first time. He just left a friend out driving home. This song just came and he began to sing and sing and to get him more serious. He just pulled over and part by the side of the road, crying and worshipping. Then he heard the voice of God audibly for the first time in his life. And God answered the question that he had been praying for more than, maybe more than 20 years. Example, four. He heard it that day. But it was not a day of retreat. It was coming from a friend's house. But you know what? It is called yielding to the Spirit. He was blessed to yield that day. 
He was blessed with you that day. You see, <laughs> for me, I am still praying that the Lord will help us, the body of Christ, to know why I believe part of the reason is because we just have funny people around, prophets of Baal around. <laughs> that even nowadays, if God clearly talks to you, you better don't say it. Or some other prophet will copy it and say that God showed them. Because everybody is looking for crowd. It's pathetic. That alone will just make God to withdraw that gift for a while. Because everybody, that's why thank God people are about refuse to say anything or to that. Because people are ready for, they are waiting. I see how people are just prophecy, copy from somebody and say that, well, yeah, I was as in the spirit realm, I saw. But I don't want to go into that. But see, if you remember, there is a guy called Nia Adedoku, an old CAC singer, not even a pastor. He gave a prophecy about Nigeria. How many years when IBB was president? He said, Behold, God has taken your kingdom and he will give it to your neighbor. He accurately spelled what will happen. And what happened? He said, I'm just a singer. He said, That night I came home. I was about to eat and I heard the voice, Don't eat. I'm about to speak to you about Nigeria. Going to fasting. Yielding to God. And after that prophecy, he told him, But I don't come to you again. I'm not a prophet. I'm a singer. He said, the Lord just told me that. He said, I was about to eat my food. They served the food on the table. And God said, leave that food now. Pray for, keep praying. And in day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, they said, they said, God descended and told him things. He sent it to him, but they message God to IBB because he talked about the next song when somebody, that they brought the latest car and money to him that time. And that was what he said. He said, from my little studio, maybe in Oshu State, he said, Jesus told that the song will get to everybody that should hear it without marketing it. Everybody. So the then president, everybody had the song. And then somebody showed up the next day, maybe said in the name of the president, brought a brand new car and brought an amount, maybe an equivalent of 50 million now. And he told the person, go tell the person that sent you that now I know you will perish. Yes. See, those were the days when men spoke. Yes. Somebody declared, now see we fail, SDP we fail, and people, and it happened exactly the way the apostle said it. So prophecy is not a scam. It's just that the way people are even behaving, even if I happen to be God, I will, I will just keep it. So you just open pages of, just know that, even some people you can tell, even if, if I'm not a Christian, some people they are just lying. All towards what? So that when it comes to pass, then they will appear like demigod in church. I told you, I told her, what will it lead to? Offering raising. The most powerful prophecy in the Bible, a virgin shall conceive. That's all. Phone numbers, not necessary. You want to know your future? The Bible says, see unto righteous shall be well with it. That's all. God is not interested in entertainment. So tell the color of your singlets. You know, <laughs> oh, you are holy, righteous. It's good to be taught by the Lord. I love Pastor Benny so much. I was watching him one day and he brought a guy. I, I don't like to criticize. I've been to his meeting. I've been with him in uh, the, uh, at least about two states in America at different times. I, when the guy was ministering, I told him, I said, this is, this is, this is Sutsaya. 
This is Suti. I said, Lord, let Pastor Ben know. This month, even by the guy with TBN, the guy ministered to the owner of TBN and everything. On TV, I said, this is few months after I realized. And he came on to Pastor Ben. No, Pastor Ben, the guy just came on. He said, wow. See, I can't imagine I fell for that. That guy, because he found out later. But as I was watching, I just knew. The Lord can describe details. No doubt about that. But the Lord doesn't do all this thing for entertainment. See, let me, let me tell you, this is also why you told Savannah they are going to read testimony. Testimonies upon testimonies. We have seen insanity being healed there. We've seen lump disappearing and everything. We have seen 23 years by separation being restored. All kinds of miracles. All kinds of miracles. Every time God moves mightily. Amen. I'm sure it will, well, it will share his own with time. I love our uh, drama. Shaya is wonderful. And he just told me during the week, you know, he's going to America, full scholarship, he won't pay one naira. Yeah. We've had too many. One of the ladies in the unit here will come to me. She told me when she got that message, she was going to go for sponsorship. And somebody gave her um, 16,000 pounds. Yes. But you see, you can write miracle in a page so that you can testify to the anointing of the pastor. Or you can talk about miracles to glorify Jesus. At times, they look alike, but God knows. That while you are chunking out testimonies, you want everybody to know, come to our church, our pastor is the most anointed. Or come to Jesus, he's still touching lives. But when you see the two testimonies, they will look alike. I get what I'm saying. The Bible says, by faith, Israel crossed Red Sea. The Egyptians attempted it and they got drowned. The same action, but being fueled by different people. I get what I'm saying. And this is where churches must be very careful. So I, I said that them so that when you see testimony, you don't attack. Because except the Lord tells you, you don't know. That's why on that day, it is not action God will draw, but the motive. So many things will look right. There are people who talk the truth. They speak against excesses of the church, but believe me sincerely, it's from the spirit of offense. There is no iota of truth in them. They are offended so. Their judgment will be the icy. Once you begin to correct, prepare for higher standards of judgment. James says so. It is better you keep your mouth. This is why I don't think any critical person, it will be hard for them to make it, if they are never to get a good place in heaven. Those who are critical, who have critical spirit. Correct everybody, judge everybody, correct and say things. At the end of the day, to what? Are you getting what I'm saying? So we should be careful. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you are listening to me and you know you have a critical spirit, pray about it. Pray that God should take it away from you. There's no place for it in God's kingdom. You easily run your mouth. You have an opinion about everything. Why are they not doing this? Why, <laughs> Why are they doing this? Why are they not doing this? Why? They say, you don't know. Let me tell you this. As terrible as I remember one of the people, apart from Billy Graham, that they also call a man of impeccable character was uh, uh, um, a man by the name Lester Sumra. Lester Sumra was... But I was watching his video in Philippines. It just came out like that and he brought $2,000 from his pocket. 
He said, this church, that was a church about 20,000 people. He said, we are building a bigger church. He said, I want, how many people can give $2,000? Come out now. Over 800 people came out and they built the church. Now, if you have been told that anybody who says, um, and he said, there will be a special grace and anointing that will come upon them. Why nobody criticized? Everybody knew that Lester Sumner had about three sheds or four till he died. Yes, he was on 60 stations. He was on 600 TV stations. He owned 60 himself. Yet he was living in a, the house. He was living in a simple house. A very simple like Pastor Bakary, Rob Parsley. Who were, they been to his house. A very simple city. Lester Sumner was the one that entered town. And all deliverance sessions that day. Anybody was just casting out spirits. And pastors in that land were saying that God, that uh, there's revival. And somebody said, no. Lester Sumner came in yesterday. All the demons have left. Yes. He was the one smith with good sword and dead over the anointing too. It was Lester Sumner that woke up in the night. He saw a creature who had scattered the whole room. When he went to, you know, he was, and he was, he was going into interiors. Interiors. In his video one day, was mentioned in a village, a man brought rock, frog, pour water in the mouth of the frog, he will pour it in his mouth and pour it back and pour it in his mouth. The money villages. He left America, he went to a core areas where either you know God or you die. You know, in town, the demons say are refined. They wear tie and they use pocket square. So they are refined. There are villages. <laughs> that you are a Christian, you have, you've entered already. They will even know that you have entered. From first night, they start visiting you. When you start seeing human beings with the head of goats in the night saying hello to you. <laughs> By the following morning, either you know God those were the place. He was preaching. He came down and gave the guy a slap. Then the guy woke up for the first time and he was delivered. Let's have some, I don't know. I think it was also in Philippines. This one that national news carried. A girl was being beaten physically. You see, they that know their God. I am praying that this kind of notable miracles, because this was a nation that was looking. So you will not say that Christians were supporting. No. The case got to the president. This girl, they put her in asylum. They all the noise that doctor ran away. They will see, she will say, Oh, they are fighting there, and they will be seeing physical, physical marks of someone's teeth. Like a lion's kind of a demon was biting and it was showing physically blood coming out and the spot being there. That's a somra. So the main radio guy, radio, like CN carried it. And they went to the girl's room and she was wallowing in pain. The summer was doing mission work there. He said he locked himself in for three days that Lord. You fast for money to leave him. I think it was even breaking there. Like, Lord, ah, no. This is an opening for your name to be. By the third day, he asked for permission to come and pray for you. I saw the footage. All over 30 doctors and nurses, unbelievers, followed him in. And national TV, they were looking at it like this. And he drove out the spirit. Revival broke in that place. But you see, he said he was led to ask people to get that. There will be a blessing on those who obey. Now, when somebody says... Everybody come out for class blessing and special blessing for those who will give. You will easily have issues with that. I'm just trying to say that sometimes you need to discern because somebody might look like you might think the person is in error, but the person is not. And then somebody can appear to be just, you know, is doing everything well, but the Bible says that you are the one who appeared to justify yourself before me, but God knows your heart. And that which is highly exalted among men is an abomination to God. It's true. Personally, by the little discernment that Lord has helped me with, 
I can pay preachers who are preaching, right, who are trying to preach to correct the church, to say that they are, and the Lord has shown me that they are, they are men of vanity. They are more wicked than people they are talking about. It's still another con way of diverting attention to themselves. You know the way it is now. When you preach against prosperity and preach against, go and walk. Every time the people will applaud you. That's what people are looking for. So it's not about any truth. One of them, you know, I told my friend, I said, I said this guy said the way he's going about sharing, eh, no time. This one, I said, it's all a lie. My friend didn't understand then. He went physically to his church one day where he was. You know what? The guy came out to preach and he said, every camera should be switched off and every phone. Then he asked that the offering to everybody should give 10,000 each. My friend put his two hands on his head. I said, I told you. He said, stop following. I said, you don't understand that. Some people, instead of sitting down with the Lord, you are looking for corny ways of gathering crowd. So you you know that a lot of people are in that sect where they speak against churches. So you want to reach them. I want to be like the pastor that is reaching them. So you start speaking against popular people. You attack churches with university. Attack this one. Attack that one. And they will applaud you. But they don't know that you're also preparing them. Yes. I get what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I pray that that which happened to Lester, that, that kind of grace... As to return. Worship. Worship. The part of removing your shoes has to do with, in the real place of worship, there is something about you that the Lord will adjust. Either will call your attention to something. You see, what we call sin is sin at a level. At a higher level, there is something in you that you don't even know that is there. In worship, it will be revealed. God will not criticize. He will just say, get rid of this. That is your shoe going off. It's impossible to visit him that the king will not show you something that has to go. And if that thing does not go, it will be a barrier. Did you get what I just said now? Praise the Lord. Even things that nobody knows. Even if you tell people they don't believe it's a sin, ah, that one, there is an idol that everybody has. Only the Lord can show you. You know adultery is wrong, fornication, you already know those ones. But there's something going on in your life that you don't know. It might not even be a sin at all, but it's a weight. The king tells you that in this worship, I demand, take this off. When you do, then there's a free flow of life between you and him. There's a flow. Worship is deep. Hallelujah. But there must be, you must be patient. You must be sensitive to the moment that the Lord is pulling you. You know, as I've just shared with you right now, everything might begin today. There are, you know what? I was listening to Pastor Deboe. May we get this thing. He had fasted and prayed. For this, for redeemed to grow. He said the convention, when they handed over to him, the entire redeemed nationwide, less than 700 people. But you see, one day he attended Yonggi Cho's meeting. And Yonggi Cho said, after the meeting in Korea, they had prayer mountains. And he told everybody to go and pray. Pastor Nibu went there to pray. It was the only black man in the bus that took him. 
He didn't even know that he spent time there that they were waiting for him. He said they lambast. I mean, people rave for him when they came out eventually. All that prayed for maybe 20 minutes and came out, but he was there for three hours or so. He didn't know. So when he came out, they were like, we're looking for you. And like, he said nobody spoke to him until they got back to the hotel. And he was happy that nobody spoke to him because he was still thinking. But you see, he said that was the day he got the breakthrough that is causing the crowd you see redeem right now. This is the funny thing. This day only took him, maybe I'll take him breakfast. They have been praying and fasting and fasting before the Lord let each other grow. It looked like God was silent for years. But in that meeting, he says that pray now, now. What I told you. And that day he received. Years after, Redeem is much more bigger than Yongicho Church now. He went to Korea and Yongicho sent for him and said, now you pray for us. Moments. 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 When the Lord showed me, I saw it like a panorama, like a film. How many times it begins the process and we are bought it. Many times. If some of you are parked by the road, just for seven minutes, what would have come into you? If some of you are delayed that sleep a little more, Yes, you are frying plantain in the kitchen and there is a song. There is a desire to... You can, all of you know what I'm talking about. You know, but you quench it. That is the meaning of... Part of... It's not if that's part of quenching the spirit. It is extending a hand of love. But the plantain... <laughs> I want to ask again. Did everybody get what I've just said now? Let's rise. Do you know there are meetings we go for and God will demand that sit down there. Everybody will go and he will ask you to sit down. Yes. It's not every service that you rush to go home. Some services, you'll feel like it's as if I'm beginning to ascend. Stay there. Stay. 30 minutes after that, you might have ent you might enter into something that you can never enter any other way. It's not every service. This doesn't happen around there because God doesn't try to hijack your at all times. But there are moments. You will know it. Stay. Don't rush. Don't let tradition kill you. I have to go. I have to go. I have to go out. Don't have to stay there. Sometimes you are just in your room alone. They've just taken lights. And you feel like continue to sing and continue to pray. Continue. Sometimes you are opening the Bible. Just stay there. Stay there. Somebody was reading like that. And there was this way. And they just got lost in what he was reading. And then the teaching anointing came upon him right there. What he could not obtain. days of prayer. I pray for everybody here. May you never miss another day of visitation planned for you again. And I pray that prayer for myself also. We all need it. We all need it. Everybody pray in the spirit for a while. Thank God for this rain, this downpour, but there's an anointing here. Something is happening here. Everybody pray. 
receive sacrifice I am your worship let's take two minutes to pray everybody pray there is a kind of grace on the house this morning if you need to kneel down kneel down if you need to lie down just a short prayer I see restoration going on. Opportunities missed in this regard will be restored, but people's life will also be restored. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We worship you. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.